My name is John, and with my co-host Andy here, you're listening to Packers Blitz Podcast, the podcast for the fans done by two fans who survived the dark times of the 80s of Packer football and live to talk about it. So this podcast is always dedicated to the best fans of all, the greatest fans of all, Packer fans. So, Andy, uh, how's everything going? Really good. Um, Welcome back. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we're glad to be back. Um, One of the things I want to start out with really quickly is TMZ, that great place for your news, (laughs) says that Jair Alexander is dating Margot Robbie. So there you go, Andy. There's your gossip (laughs) for the week and for you Packer fans. Yep, no uh, comment. Robbie is a Packer <laughs> fan, right? Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> just something I just wanted to share really quickly. So, well, I like in- her even more then because she's a <laughs> Packer fan. Yes, but we have good news this week, Andy. Give me the good news because I love it. Yeah. So, good news. Uh, Tom Brady announced his retirement on Twitter Wednesday after 23 seasons in the NFL at. <laughs> At 45 young years of age, he uh, he said, I'm, and I quote, uh, he's quoting, <laughs> I'm retiring for good. Yeah, right. So the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, thank you. Uh, thank you, Tom Brady. Um, John would probably say something a little bit more uh, yeah, fall mouth than I would. This is PG. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so thank you, Tom Brady, for retiring. So that that yeah. is good news uh, for three important reasons with regards to the Packers organization. This is a show where we're trying to devote most of our time to the Packers and not Tom yeah. Brady. Um, so with regards to the Packers organization and Aaron Rodgers' future with the team. So number one, uh, the Packers will get better compensation for Aaron Rodgers in the event that we trade him. There is one less capable veteran quarterback to be signed by or traded to some win-now team. A savvy and wily vet who is willing and able to take that NFL team to -hmm. the Super Bowl. So that's that's the first thing. Uh, The second thing is that, you know, the Packers have better odds of reaching the Super Bowl with the (laughs) Brady-less NFC Conference. Uh, yeah, that improves the odds that the team and Aaron Rodgers might might give it one more year, just right. one more year. And the third thing is, and this we're saving this the best for for last. And so, how about this one, Packers fans? Aaron Charles Rodgers does not want to retire the same year as mm, Tom Brady. Exactly. He doesn't want to play second fiddle, so to speak, to the goat during the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction in Canton. Because of a great quarterback's ego, he will want to <laughs> have his his year and his glory to be the top inductee that year. I guarantee, guarantee you, Packer fans, that Aaron Charles Rodgers wants the <laughs> limelight to be completely on him. He is coming back in 2023. Hopefully that is with the Packers. I know that this offseason has been like the movie uh, Groundhog Day, <laughs> but it's only a matter of time until A-Rod decides to come back for another season. So that's that's the key there, I think, with the Brady retirement. Uh, John, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that announcement. And, yeah. and uh, the other question I had for you, have you seen the new Tom Brady movie, oh. 80 for Brady yet? Have you seen yeah. that? Uh, yeah, and let me start with Tom Brady. This is what I think of Tom Brady. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into it. This is a PG show. Uh, I don't believe he's retired. I think San Francisco or another team is going to be like, hey, Tom, one more year. Come on, buddy. Help us out. We, you know, especially in the NFC, like you said, it's a weak division. Uh, as far as the 80 for Brady, it's been getting really bad reviews. And uh, it's a 5.5 on uh, IMBD. So thank God <laughs> a lot of people are saying that's basically an ode to Brady, like he's some perfect person. Remember, just really quickly before I get off of my tangent, we can get back to the Packer news and all that good stuff is 
his last year, he kicked a guy while he was down who sacked him and to pay like a $15,000 fine. Then he slid into a Dallas player who intercepted him and could have ended that player's career. And he finished with a losing record and he got bounced right out of the playoffs. So that's your legacy, Tom Brady, you left with. That's all I have to say on that. So moving on. We do well, have some before we move on, here. just to let you know, uh, Packers fans and John, he is the he is he is an actor now and he's a producer uh, of, on that film. Just to let you know, he's branching out. Uh, yeah, I think his company's called Twelve Brady or Brady Twelve or something like that. Is. Okay, whatever it is. Yeah. But um, and, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So, but the other and thing, the, my other thought on him retiring, I really think he is retired. Okay. Um, All right. And I think he had said this way back in the beginning that his goal was to get to 45. So he's a, he's a, achieved that. So I really don't think he's coming yeah. back. But you're you're right. Never say never. Uh, you know, yeah. just like with Brady and Favre, the same thing happened with mm-hmm. Favre. Where is he right. come back? Is he not? He's retired. Is he not? Right. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't put. I mean, he already did it once where he came back, so there is yeah. a possibility. There's always that possibility. So you may be right, John. I think in this case, though, yeah. if I was betting on it, I would bet that he would not be coming yeah. back. But we'll we'll see on that. Yeah, he's got that three hundred seventy-five million dollars thing with Fox. <laughs> million Wait. dollars, Jeez. yes, three hundred seventy-five with Fox. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah. Congratulations. We do have some bad news though, Packer fans. Andy. Yeah, the Atlanta Yeah, the Atlanta (laughs) Falcons hired Jerry Gray. Uh he's the now the former Green Bay, uh Green Bay's uh defensive backs uh slash passing game coordinator. Um they hired him to be their new assistant head coach slash defense. And I'm not sure what that means. I was trying to (laughs) figure out whether that was defensive coordinator. I found it in several sources and I'm like, defense, what just defense. But yeah. anyway, he's assistant head coach. So he's second in line, I guess, to that. Mm, so gotcha. it is a kind of, a, I'm sure it's a bump up in pay. He's, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, so congratulations to him. But I, but I yeah, think that considering, you know, who our defensive coordinator is presently, Ugh. That is a big loss for the coaching yeah, staff. Is. I'm just gonna say yeah. so. Uh, but the good news, uh, hey. we're back to the good news again. Quay Walker, hey. our rookie linebacker and first round pick from Georgia, was named to the All Rookie Team as selected by the Pro Football Writers of America. He played in all 17 games, 16 starts, and led the team with 100. 21 tackles, 75 of those were solo tackles. According to Packers.com senior writer Mike Spofford, I believe, hopefully I pronounced that right, yep. uh, Walker is the first Packers player in three years to make the all-rookie team, and he is the first Green Bay inside linebacker to do so since A.J. Hawk <laughs> uh, in the Hawk. 2000. The Hawks. Yeah, since AJ Hawk in uh, 2006. So that's the reason I brought it up, uh, John and Packers fans, because it's been a while uh, since we had somebody on the all rookie team. Uh And it's been a while in particular for our uh, inside linebackers. So, um, but John, the only thing I wanted to ask about that, you know, AJ Hawk, uh, doesn't that, uh, doesn't he bring back uh, fond memories for you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When the guy with the running back would be five yards down the field and it comes AJ Hawk dog piling, like he made a tackle and he really didn't. But yeah, <laughs> didn't make a whole lot of plays on their side of the ball. It was always on yeah. our side, five, Correct. 10, 15 years down the, yeah, down the field. Yeah, down so, the field, couldn't cover the tight end. However, yeah. he did help us win a Super Bowl, and he really is a, a funny announcer on Pat McAfee show. Um, he's very funny and he actually brings some uh, insight into the, into the football, um, commentary and stuff. So yeah, maybe not the greatest player. Remember he was taken fifth overall in that draft. So very high, (laughs) very Very high. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's a Packer hall of famer. 
you know, if he isn't already, I believe he is. If not, he's going to be. But yeah, not, not the greatest linebacker that we that we had. So yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's I think he was a, he was a pretty oh. instinctive player. Instinctive, just didn't uh, but he was tended to be a little bit slow. Slow. Yes. Slow. No, if Quay Walker can stop pushing trainers <laughs> and stop pushing people on the side, yeah, doing stupid stuff, doing yeah. stupid stuff, I think we got it. I think we have somebody, hopefully, for the next four or five years, if not longer, at the inside linebacker spot. So that is great. So, and he's fast. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So let's get to topics of the week. So, so we're doing a year in review part two because one thing we were thinking, Andy and I, was that we didn't really grade out some of the players. And also, I wanted to talk about some of the free agents that are out there. Should we keep them or let them go? But Andy is going to start out with his player grades. And we're going to start with offense. And we're going to start with my boy, Aaron Rodgers. So take it away, Andy. Yeah, uh, to be brutally honest, John and Packer fans out there, it was really tough uh, to do this because I just uh, didn't have much motivation. You know, I was thinking about it. I was just, it was just getting depressing. So, um, <laughs> so I, I'm going to keep this pretty short. And usually, I'm a little bit. Um, I'll write more information down. I'll have more information to give you guys. But basically, it was funny because. Uh, some of the beat writers for the Packers and some of the uh, online stuff that I look at and some of the articles that I read, they were giving out grades. And then, so I did my grades and then I went back and looked uh, because I, I found them on my phone sure. or whatever. And right. it was funny because my grades were pretty much exactly the same grades that they had given them. And I was just going off the cuff with it. So I was pretty, I was proud of myself, but not proud of myself because the grades were somewhat low at times. So by, I only by picked the way, a few. Andy is a former teacher, so he's grading his, his Packers students. Yeah. <laughs> and we aren't going to get into great detail unless John wants to, but I'm just no, basically going to go through. Because some, yeah. we, we know. I mean, Packer fans yeah. know. They know. They saw it. They experienced yeah, it this we year. So, it. well, on offense, of course, we have to mention Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I gave him a D. That's and harsh. That's, yeah, that's a and harsh that's, grade, man. I would have gave him. Yep. A, I would have gave him a low B, C plus, but D. Yep. Mm, and there were yeah, uh, several it. other publications and several other people that are close to the Packers that gave him the same grade. Yeah. So um, I was thinking, you know, maybe D plus. Um, you know, I started actually off at about a C minus, but then I when the more and more I thought about it, he had yeah. one of the. Uh, his worst seasons. Yes, he did. And, uh, you know, he had 26 touchdowns. I believe this is off the top of my head. 26 touchdowns, uh, 12 interceptions, oh, more interceptions than usual. There are reasons yeah. for that because of our route running problems. Yes. Uh, he, he also had some uncharacteristic uh, accuracy issues. Yes. Where sometimes he's throwing balls. It's like, where, are you, where was he where throwing, throwing that? To? Um, so usually he was – not that way. So, um, yeah. And his, I think his co completion percentage off the top of my head again was 64. Yeah. It was low. 0.7%, which Rogers. for him is low for Aaron Rodgers. But the key is, uh, you know, he is there and he's paid to win us ball games yeah, and win and win them when we need, you know, to win them. And, yeah. and, uh, so he failed uh, the Packers, and we had talked about that as, as on previous podcasts yeah, previous in so podcasts. many different ways. And I think, you know, that's a, also an effort grade from him because I don't think he did enough. And mm -hmm. I know he didn't do enough, and I think the, yeah. a lot of Packers fans feel the same way I did, so I gave him a D. Yeah, and so that's Aaron just the Jones. Way it is. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. Yeah, actually, they considered him kind of the MVP on offense, and I'd have to mm -hmm. agree he actually had a better sure. season than the season before statistically very similar but better yeah. so i gave him a, a b plus i like uh, it probably could have even raised that to a minus yep uh, absolutely. i think he deserves that uh great ball player great all-around game um 
again, you know, one of the leaders in the league in uh, uh, yards per carry and and whatnot, and it, always a playmaker scoring touchdowns. We just need him to play better in the playoffs <laughs> or yeah. or in the uh, games that we need him to play well in and not fumble the ball. Fumbles killed us. Yeah. So, and then I just added in J. AJ Dillon. I didn't even want to yeah. put him in there, but um, he actually, uh, I think, uh, was a little bit worse than the previous year. And I put him yeah. in a C plus. Yep. And I think that's pretty, yeah, pretty close to where he yeah. should be at. I agree. Is there anybody else on offense, John, that you wanted to talk about? Those I only no, brought up a few. I, I, so the only thing, just really quickly, is there was a lot of what I call incompletes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Robert Tunyon. I mean, yeah. there were games he was, you know, open and he caught some, but not really. And his blocking was like, you know, I don't know. So I'm like, I don't want to say he failed, but I don't want to say he did. It was, and then David Bakhtiari, when he came back, he really played well the final two games, but still he's kind of incomplete. And then I, I don't know on defense too. Um, then you're going to get into Kenny Clark here, but like yeah. uh, Kenny Clark, um, I don't know what was going on with him. But other than that, I was thinking like on offense, uh, Bakhtiari and Tunyon, um, was just guys that just went like, I don't know what to grade them because they're out there, they're playing, they're doing their thing. Um, Mercedes Lewis, I would give actually a C because he usually is a dominant force in the in the run game. Uh, I think his age is starting to show, unfortunately. Um, but other than that, he's usually an A or B guy for me. But this year, he was a C. So that was for me an offense. Uh, defense, like I said, Kenny Clark. Why don't you talk about him a little bit? Yeah, a little bit up and down. And he admitted that yeah. in himself. Uh, we had talked this, about this on a previous podcast. Yeah. Uh, his numbers actually were very similar to the year before, but he was very, very inconsistent. So yeah. I give him a C minus. It was hilarious because when I went back and looked at some of the beat writers, they gave him the same grade. So I actually yeah. had looked at that first. I gave him a C minus and they were, and there were reasons, you know, for oh, that, sure. that we won't go into great detail, but no, I think sure. that's pretty much where he's at. You expect him to be one of the leaders on defense, making yeah. plays and whatnot. And to be Absolutely. quite honest, he did not sometimes it, you didn't even know he no. was out there. So, no. um, and that's why I mentioned him, him being one of the leaders on defense. I figured he sh should be the first one we talk about. Uh, usually he's, you know, uh, going to the pro bowl every year. Yes, and he is. Uh, Jair Alexander, who's next, you know, they considered him our MVP on defense. He also mm -hmm. made the pro bowl and deservedly. So I gave him an A minus. I don't see how you couldn't have him in that category. Uh, mm -hmm. definitely a shutdown corner, a great player, yeah. uh, does sometimes do some bonehead things, <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. and shoots his mouth off, which we've right. talked about, you, you know, talk about before, but I'm not going to downgrade him for that. If I was, yeah. I would give him a B, but I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm giving him an yeah. a, a minus and, and deservedly. So we are very yeah. fortunate. We have him as one of our corners. Yes. Uh, he might have to take a pay cut, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so we can get, uh, you know, restructure some contracts. He was one of yeah, the ones on the list. Rogers, good luck with that. But yeah, uh, especially if he's dating Margot Robbie, if he's dating her, although she's <laughs> he needs married. That money. Yeah, he needs the money. Yeah. Wine and diner. He's worth it. You know, she's definitely wow, worth yeah. it. So, uh, so then on special teams, uh, he's your favorite two, guy. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, yeah. And he's a free agent. So we'll talk about him a little bit later. I oh, gave him boy. an A plus plus, uh, I mean, we haven't had a return guy like him <laughs> in a long, long time. I can't oh, tell Desmond you Howard enough guy. how much it, you know, just uh, so much enjoyment I got out of watching him every single week ah. because you knew that something could happen and he could break one. So that yeah. anticipation, it's just very exciting for me and for all Packers fans out there. And, and yeah. he... He deserved to be in the Pro Bowl, didn't make it, but he deserved to be there. Yes, he did. Um, they don't actually have a whole lot of punt returners. I think there's only one. Uh, yeah. So he probably was the alternate, I would assume. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, so I gave him an A++ and deservedly so. 
Yeah. Uh, Mason Crosby, I gave an A minus two because he was hmm. actually more accurate than the year before. He's losing a little bit of leg strength, which we had talked yes. about. But I mean, you got to give the guy credit. He he does not kick always in ideal situations, mm -hmm. and the guy deserves an A minus. Plus, yeah. you know, he's our longest tenured player now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you got to give him some kudos for that for hanging in there. So he's not a young dude anymore. No. I think he was drafted, I want to say, in 2007. So he's been Correct. with the club uh, a while. So a we're long. talking, what, 15, 16 years, uh, 15, least. 16 seasons. So, yeah. yeah. So I didn't know if you wanted anybody else you wanted to mention well, as far as the players um, go. but not, not really, other than some guys who are in their contracts years, like Dean Lawry on defense, Amos, uh, Darnell Savage. <laughs> Again, I like <laughs> I like to Give see a big like, Zerbert on that. Yeesh. I just yeah. Darnell Savage. I mean, he wasn't playing well, and they started to play well. Amos, the same thing. Lowry is get done. He's done. Come on, get him out of there. He's not a factor at all. Uh, yeah, they, they said been. he might go to Atlanta and follow uh, Gray there. No, and I'm fine with good, that. Sa <laughs> Savage uh, got benched. He actually right. got benched, yeah, and they had. They had uh, um, activated his fifth-year option. I don't know if I said it correctly, but that was yeah. in April. And I think if they could do it all over again, yeah, they wouldn't. They He's not. another guy that's in for the restructuring part because yeah. of his um, somewhat poor play. So, yeah, he's yeah. another guy. You know, it's just right. a very disappointing season on that side of the ball, as yep. everybody knows. Yeah, so, on paper, we looked amazing. We right. looked Super Bowl defense, top three defense. And then I don't know what happened. It's like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. What, uh, what happened? It, yeah. It was just, everybody was just playing out of position and then there were guys hurt. And then there was Joe Barry calling whatever Joe Barry was calling where you're banging your head against the wall going, what are you doing? You know, we had no yeah. pass rush after um, we lost um, Sean Gary so we had zero pass rush. Yeah, I, I think mean, we only yeah. had 30 some sacks for the season. Ah, um, a lot of the leaders in that category had double that. Yeah. And so um, I think Philly actually was close to that yeah. to double what yeah. we had. And they were number one right. uh, in sacks. And you have to get pressure on the quarterback. You just do. And we didn't do a really oh, good boy. job of that consistently. Nope. And at times that really hurt that really hurt us when the yeah. game was on the line. So absolutely. Um yeah. Yeah. So let's do unit grades. Let's start with offense. What do you got? Yeah, I gave them a D plus. <laughs> I agree. And I think that I was agree. pretty yeah, that might even be a little bit generous. But uh and then on the defense, which you had just we had talked about some of the players, you know, yeah. that's a D plus as well. And Ooh, uh, I that's you harsh, know. man. You give him a D on that. I would have given him a C because they kind of pulled it together near the end there. But I, I, I can't. I hear you. C plus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think some of that's due to the fact they just can't stop anybody when they have no. to. Yeah, the Detroit and, game um, was a sealer on that. The Detroit game was like. Yep. And the expectation levels. They have invested a lot of draft capital yeah. in the defense. And sure some of those hit. players, you are uh, expecting to reap the benefits. <laughs> yeah. And it just hasn't happened. So, no. again, on paper, I think the that's part of it, too, is, you know, you're expecting a whole lot more than you yeah. actually got. Right. So, you know, it's like someone, uh, you know, talking about this really nice restaurant. And then you go there and you're expected to have <laughs> this great meal and then yeah. just unfulfilled. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Special teams definitely better. I I gave them a B minus. Uh, yep. There was a lot of uh, special teams players that were graded really really high by Pro Football Focused. We talked about some of those players in a previous episode. Um, now that we actually have a kick returner, punt returner, uh, you know, and again he's a free agent, so we need him back. Yeah, um, I, I think our special him. teams coach did help a little bit. Yeah, Masaccio and. Yes, Yep. And so, I mean, I gave him a, a B minus. I mean, that's having Crosby also helps with that, that grading right. a little bit higher. And I think that's right. fair. Um, coaching staff, I gave a D yeah. plus. 
I didn't know what they were doing half the time. And I <laughs> could have went lower on that. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking of all the times, and I didn't really go back and research it too much, but uh, the second half of games where we were outscored. Yeah. Right. And uh, it has to be significant. So they were not making the adjustments. And that's been a no. big LaFleur problem from the start. From the start. Yeah, that we've had really big, you know, when we were winning 13 games, right? You know, every single season, we had uh leads, uh, big leads going into the second half where it didn't matter, but this year it was different, right? Yeah. A lot of times we had to come back and we just weren't, yeah. We and can't so do you have to be able to adjust and adapt and make changes, and and uh, the coaching staff overall wasn't doing that, so. No. Um, our special teams coach, not bad, uh, Basachi, Basachi, yep. yep, yeah. Um, you know, he actually raised that grade up, but yes, he did. Um, so our offensive coaches, defensive coaches, and especially our head coach, man, you know, they just need to just do better, was, right? Just was not working. Yeah. Then overall, I gave him a C minus, and I think that's mm. reflective of our, um, eight and nine record, but it actually probably could have been worse with the expectation levels for the club. Yeah. And uh, could have graded that, um, them out even lower. Right. But basically when you add, uh, you know, use all the grades for all the units, yeah. <laughs> it averages out it to be a C minus. So I just, yeah. that's what it was at. Yeah. But I and that, really, right. it was and actually that's... between a D plus and a C minus, but I just raised it up <laughs> Whoa, to a C minus. Whoa, you're a harsh grader. Look at him, he's big time. Um, well, usually I'm not. But uh, it's hard not to be critical of the season that we yeah. had. So I'm not sure if you'd make any changes to that. But um, no, uh, not really. One of the one of the biggest things, like I said on previous podcast, is when people are asking me, "Hey, what do you think of Packers season?" And I was going like, "I don't know." And that's the first time I said that. Usually, I was like, "Oh, you know, NFC Championship, Super Bowl, divisional round, whatever." I had no idea, and it really reflected on this season it was just a really average season we had some really nice games against miami and of course being the vikings um that was awesome uh but our game against the giants that's when the wheels started to fall off we're up like i think 17 to 3 you know we're cruising in in london and then just everything just falls apart and everybody just i don't i don't know what happened it was just like like you said we just couldn't um, come back, couldn't maintain the lead. It was just got to put that. pressure on Daniel Jones because he makes Daniel he Jones does make mistakes. Running game couldn't stop. Yep. Just one thing after another. So yeah, the the Giants the Giants do have a pretty good offensive line on the well they do the, at the tackles, but up the yeah. middle. No, and then they, then right. we need a player like Clark Kenny Clark to yeah, step to, up and right. make some plays. Yeah, create some havoc in there. Right. So that did All not right. happen. So, so again, lack of adjustments. Uh, lack of adjustments. And hopefully in the off season, LaFleur will hear us <laughs> and other people say, hey, man, why don't you really work on your adjustments instead of sitting there working on your eyebrows? Um, they look great, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> your eyebrows and your nice goatee. I love it. But let's just stop working on that. Let's start working. Yeah, on definitely well groomed. He's Very a well-groomed gentleman. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, so, Andy, I'm going to change things up here for a second. We are going to do quick fire free agents, which starts March 15th. Yep. Go or stay. So what, what we're going to do is I'm going to name a player, and you're just going to go, go or stay. How's that sound? Okay. All right. So quick fire, really easy. Uh, Randall Cobb. Go. Go. Alan Lazard. Stay. Go. Okay. And we'll explain this. We'll explain this after we're done. Robert Tunyon. Go. Go. Uh, Mercedes Lewis. Stay. Go. Yash Nyman. I had to hold on him because <laughs> of because <laughs> I I mean I would say stay. Go. I would stay if we have stay right. if we have the we're money. Because that, that Bakhtiari has to restructure yeah, his contract first. Stay. stay. I would uh, say Keisha, stay. Okay. Keyshawn Nixon. Stay. Priority stay. one. Rudy Ford. Stay. Playmaker. 
Uh, go. Uh, Adrian Amos. Oh. Go. Go, 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 go. Stay. Okay. We disagree on him. Dean go. Lowry. Go. Go. <laughs> Jaron Reed. <laughs> I would say stay on him, but we have to restructure some uh, contracts. Go. First. Okay. Mason Crosby. Uh, I would definitely have, want him to stay, but our punter, Pat, Pat O'Donnell, has to restructure his contract first. No. Maybe. Go. Okay, go. All right, so just really quickly, this is where we disagreed on. Okay, Randall Cobb, we agreed on. <laughs> Alan Lazard, we disagreed. Here's really quickly why I think Alan Lazard should go. Because okay. here, here was his chance to be the number one receiver, right? To be the guy that he's always wanted to be. And what happened, Andy? Was he number one or is he still number three? Oh, he's a three. Yeah. Right. That's why. Yeah. Well, uh, the reason I had him staying was only because uh, he's a great run blocker. And right, that's where we're going to have to move. We can get that in the draft, but... Andy. We can get that in the draft. We can't pay this guy, a, you know, $8 million a year to block. Are you crazy? Yeah. And that's the other, that's the other problem is we, we aren't, he's not going to, probably yeah. be with the Packers because they won't be able to afford him. Someone's going to no. have to pay. That's why I put him as priority number three. <laughs> so he was yeah. not number one, like Keyshawn Nixon would be. So, but he was down on the list, but I can understand what, what, you know, I, you, you're kind of swaying so, me a little bit, but you definitely yeah. can't pay him $8 million. So yeah. So Mercedes Lewis, I said, go, you said stay. The reason why I said go is because like I said, he was not the same guy blocking out there. Like when he would just like the whole damn offensive uh, defensive line would just like almost not, it seems like would fall under him. And then Aaron Jones would get out there and run for like a 40 yard touchdown. And you're like, damn, <laughs> Mercedes Lewis. So that was yeah. my argument about that. Well, we do need some veteran leadership and some. We do, you know. We so do. that was the only. I mean, that was the main reason. Plus, he did make a few plays at the end of the year. He, he caught did. a couple touchdown did, passes. Yeah. You're like, whoa, you know. But yeah, so you kind of got me on that. If we can bring him back for the veteran minimum, which yes. I'm not sure if he wants to do that, probably <laughs> not. He does want to do that? <laughs> uh, bring him back. Um, okay. So uh, the other thing was. Rudy Ford. The reason I said go was because a little consistency issues, but I can see how he could stay. Uh, well, I want Amos to stay because I still think if we draft a safety, we need veteran leadership in the back to really help him. Why did you want to see him go? Uh, just, just the money. I don't think the money is going to work and they, they have to upgrade in that area anyway. So right, a lot has can't, to... we can't get two safeties. Where are we going to get two safeties from? We're going to have to well, get rookies. Well, a lot has to do also much. with Darno Savage because you have now he's, you know, he's got the money. Yeah. So unless yeah. he restructures his contract, so there's, yeah, you have to do that. I mean, I can understand your point of view on that. I just think he did drop off quite a bit. Yeah. Um, from the previous year. So, you know, yeah. he did play pretty well at the end of the year. I will give yeah, him that. Yeah, he did. That's why I'm like. But Ru Rudy, yeah. you know, we talked about him yeah, several Rudy, times. He made Rudy. some plays. He yeah, found he a way to make he some did. plays. So, yeah. and again, it depends on how much you're going to pay him. But that's a yeah. serious area of need for the Packers. Yeah. And we'll talk about yeah. that later yeah, yeah, in yeah. another uh, shorter podcast. Podcast. When we get to the with, draft. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to draft a safety or two. Yeah. So, so Jaron Jaron Reed, I said the reason I said go because again he just wasn't consistent, but we need big bodies. <laughs> so I can see why you're saying, hey, let's see if we can restructure, he, work out with him. So yeah, he actually had a had a good grade uh, from pro football focus. And he right. also, a lot of the beat writers, I wouldn't have given them a B plus, but they gave mm -hmm. him that. Gave him I was plus, like, huh? I was a little bit huh? surprised. So I guess okay. he was maybe graded a little bit higher than either one of us thought he was. So, yeah. but they have to have somebody in the middle. They are going to lose. Yeah, they got it. Yeah. So, they got somebody. you know, and, and Mason Crosby, the only reason I said go is because, we're going to really need a kicker uh, in the next few years if 
Aaron Rodgers leaves, <laughs> someone who can maybe hit a 60-yarder from time to time because really our offense is, in my opinion, going to have some real learning curves. <laughs> it's gonna, you know, I, I just don't see Jordan Love coming in and winning us 10 or more games. I just don't see that. So that means those games where our defense keeps us in the game and we're, we need a field goal to win. Well, let's be honest. Mason Crosby's not going to hit from 55 anymore unless he has the wind at his back or he's in somewhere where it's like uh, U.S. Bank Stadium or whatever that's called with the Vikings. So that's my only point, you know, is, is just I just can't trust him anymore that he's going to hit that big 55-yard kick at the end of the game. Um, to help us get over the top. I, I, we need a kid with a big leg and just kind of go with the growing pains, just like we do with Mason Crosby, and hopefully um, you know, we'll get some wins. Yep, hopefully. <laughs> so that's it for that. Uh, that was fun. I like that, Andy. I like your little quick fire stop. So let's get into – I know this isn't Packers playing, wah, but <laughs> we wanted to do an – uh, analysis of Super Bowl 57, and I chose Philly, Andy took Kansas City, and we're going to go through this fairly quickly because I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about Philadelphia and frankly don't really care that much about Philadelphia. However, they're a good team. They deserve to be there. This isn't some fluke where some team kind of got in on a, you know, Tom Brady tuck rule, something like that. Um, so I'm going to start out now, it's on Sunday, um, on De December, <laughs> February 12th, uh, 5.30 p.m. on Fox. Uh, right now, I believe the odds are uh, one and a half for Philly. Uh, over under is 50.5 for you betters out there. Speaking of better, yeah. a guy, I'm thinking it's a guy, could have been a woman, wagered $1 million on Philadelphia to beat the Chiefs. Uh, the bet was um, what they call it, a money line bet at negative 125 odds. So that means if the Eagles win, no matter what the score is, because over under, we won't get into it, the better nets $800,000. What do you think of that, Andy? That's a, that's a nice payday, right? Yep, and that could be a good bet too. Mm. It could be. I like that bet. So I like that. Right but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you really... chose when you chose Philadelphia and I chose Kansas City, that wasn't actually our selections who was going to win the game. Correct. And Correct. Uh, yeah. just to follow up, just very quickly, and before you get into your analysis of Philadelphia, um, these are the two best teams. They are a lot of a lot of people that know a lot more than John and I know picked <laughs> these two teams to be here and they are the two best teams in each yes, conference. So should be a very, uh, you know, interesting and fun game, hopefully competitive we too. Hope. So yeah. Yeah. We hope, right. We, Andy and I have been through the years. If you're old farts like us, where San Francisco <laughs> won like 53 to whatever, and you're like, it's over by halftime. And you're like, well, that was a fun party. <laughs> so, excuse me. So let's start out with Jalen Hurts. Just a really quick, brief synopsis. Uh, you know, he led the team to an 8-0 start. And they found success with receivers uh, Devontae Smith, uh, Devon yeah, Smith and A.J. Brown. Um, he has rushed for, um, and this is Jalen Hurts, 15 touchdowns, 13 of which came in the regular season. Uh, they have the second-ranked defense, and it's bolstered by safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson and linebackers T.J. Edwards and uh, Hassan or, yeah, Reddick? It's Hassan Reddick. Yeah, who was second in the league with 16 sacks in the regular season. So the other cool thing is Jason Kelsey, <laughs> who's the center for the Eagles, is the brother of Travis Kelsey. And they're having fun like brothers do at a Super Bowl. They actually have a podcast together that I listen to. It's pretty funny. Like, they they want to win, obviously. But they're like, I wish uh, if I had a brother like this, like, hey, I want you to win. No, I want you to win. But, you know, what, they, you know what I mean? They have that attitude like, yes, they want to win. 
but if the other one wins, they're like, cool. So that's kind of neat. Um, so let's get into quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> Andy obviously is going to get with Patrick Mahomes. We we know Patrick Mahomes, and Andy will go into all the superlatives that <laughs> Patrick Mahomes does. However, um, Jalen Hurts, one of the biggest things that people forget, he entered this season as a big, big question mark, but he stepped up his game in a major way. Um, he posted career best and uh, significant stats, uh, including completion percentage, passing yards, passing touchdowns, interception rate. I'm not going to get into his numbers because, you know, again, I don't want <laughs> know much about Philadelphia and I don't want to bore people, but he played well, obviously. Um, receivers, this is one thing. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to back up really quickly. Um, just adding this in really quickly. Obviously, the edge and quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's a, that's a slam dunk. However, Patrick Mahomes is still having that ankle. So that's one thing we can talk about uh, here when you get to the Chiefs. If he gets hit on that ankle a couple times, that could equal stuff out. So let's go to receivers. Um, Miles Sanders, uh, there's a guy, Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. And then, you know, um, oh, excuse me, the running backs. I'm sorry. Let's get to running backs. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, get a little ahead of myself. So S Miles Sanders is a really good running back. He broke out in 2022, rushing for career highs uh, of yards and touchdowns, made the Pro Bowl for the first time in his career. Uh, Gainwell and Scott uh, usually get a series. Um, but they still operate at a high level uh, because they have that great offensive line, which I'll get into here. Um, one of the other things, though, I think with the offensive line and the running backs, I think that's where the Eagles have the advantage. So even though the quarterback don't have the advantage in offensive line and um, running backs, I feel they do. So <laughs> Eagle receivers – A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, Quaze Watkins. Like, I don't really know any of these guys other than A.J. Brown, and they're all good receivers. They're, they're going to find a way to get open. Are they marquee guys like a Devontae Adams? Absolutely not, in my opinion. However, they're workmanlike. They're going to get open. I think they have a slight advantage with their size and their speed over the Chiefs. So, tight end, who cares? <laughs> It's Kelsey. It's always Kelsey. This Dallas Goodert guy would have to have Goddard. <laughs> Goddard, whatever his name is. He would have to have the greatest game of all to upset Kelsey and what he does. Um, Eagles offensive line. I'm not going to go through their names other than, like I said, Jason Kelsey. He's there, but there's really good offensive line uh, very well. Um, so that's really for the offense. Um, I feel they have an uh, edge in offensive line, a little bit of an edge in receiver, a little bit of an edge in running backs. Uh, quarterback goes, obviously, to Kansas City. So let's go to the Eagles defense really quick. Did you know Nandamakan Sue is on the Eagles? Did you know that, Andy? I did. Yeah, they you signed did. him during the year. They had some... That. Yeah, they had some some issues with injury on the line, so they, yeah. yeah, they brought him in. So Eagles defensive line, it's a good line. It's a push for me. I think uh, when Andy gets into his analysis, I think it's kind of a push. Um, but they're still a good defensive line. Where they shine in, this is where they win. I absolutely win. Is their linebackers, um, T.G. Edwards, uh, Kazir White, Hasten Riddick. They're fast, hardy, hard-hitting two pro, uh, two pro bowlers, Edwards and Riddick. Um, man, they come at you. They are calming. And if they get to Mahomes um, and knock him around, look out, Kansas City Chief fans. It's going to be a long day for you. I'm just saying. Um, Eagle secondary, which is going to be tested. Um, Darius Slay, he's a tremendous uh, corner. Um, and Brad and guy named Bradbury on the other side is no slouch. Kind of looked at him. I mean, he's good. Um, Reed, though, I feel with safeties, uh, Chiefs are better have safeties. But Slays, I feel his presence 
shift his position to the Eagles on corners just a little bit because, again, Kansas City has some young guys on defense. Um, and I think that, again, really linebackers and secondary, especially linebackers, goes to Eagles. Uh, special teams, I think it's Eagles' only weak spot. Um, and Andy will get in again, like I said, to Kansas City. They have some injured guys on who may not play on their and their special teams. So that's really what the weak spot is, in my opinion. So if Kansas City jumps on them early in special teams, could be could be a long day for you Eagles fans. So coaches, I'm not gonna lie, Andy Reid is one of my favorite coaches. He was on Mike Holmgren's staff uh, when Mike Holmgren came here to Green Bay. He was the tight ends coach at the time. He, he's a really cool guy. Um, I worry about him because he's one cheeseburger away from a massive stroke. <laughs> I'm not trying to make light of that. It's just every time I see him, I'm like, oh man, you know. Come on, buddy. You can do it. <laughs> uh, he's a tremendous coach. He always finds a way to win. Um, so Nick Sirianni, not taking anything away from him. He's a good coach. But my thing is, is it too big for him? You know, that's that's one of the biggest things. Because Andy Reid's been here. This is his fourth Super Bowl. He, you know, he's played really a tough last game against the Bengals. Um, but the Eagles really weren't challenged. I mean, in my opinion, uh, not like the, the Chiefs were, because that game against Cincinnati could have went either way. Andy and I were talking about that before the show. Um, and really don't know if Eagles have been tested enough and see what we can do. We actually tested them. The Packers <laughs> tested them for a while and could have won that game, but we won't get into that. But my feeling is I'm not going to get into predictions into Andy uh, talks about uh, Kansas City, but my thing is it should be a good Super Bowl, we hope. So, Andy, take it away with Kansas City. Yeah, Packers fans and NFL fans out there, I'll try not to bore you too much with some stats, but um, <laughs> here it goes. So on offense, so there's some key, key players for Kansas City. You got quarterback Patrick Mahomes, or like as I like to call him, Mahomes. But Mahomes. Um, so uh, in the regular season, he had 5,250 yards. He had a 67.4 completion rate, 45 touchdowns, 45 touchdowns, and 12 wow. interceptions. And he's soon to be the 2022 NFL oh, MVP. Yeah. So him yeah, and Hertz were in the running for that, by yeah. the way, John. And 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 <laughs> Mahomes is going to win it. So Oh, he's going to win it. Yeah, yeah. he's going to win it. And Brown. He was even the uh, second leading rusher on the team with 358 yards. That's an interesting point. <laughs> so he was yeah, the second leading rusher. Mahomes set the NFL record for the most total yards in a season by a quarterback with 5,608 yards, Oof. by the way. Uh, so he set the record this year. Um, during the postseason, wow. he's been doing just fine. Uh, I can bore you with a whole bunch of stats, but he's been doing great. Hasn't thrown any interceptions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and plus he got knocked out of the uh, first game that he was in against Jacksonville for a little while. Um, so basically I'll just give you the overview here, um, but he's been playing just fine in the postseason. Yeah. So Mahomes is arguably the best quarterback in the game today. He's yeah. an exceptional, exceptional athlete throws off platform different arm angles sidearm even underhanded <laughs> he makes plays outside the pocket with his legs yeah. has brett has a brett farvish cannon arm and they refer yeah. you know one of his favorite uh, quarterbacks growing up was actually brett Favre. so uh very similar to brett Favre in a lot of different ways mm. however two weeks ago he got injured against the mm. Jacksonville Jaguars and basically had a high ankle sprain that usually takes four to six weeks to fully heal. Right. It has not been four to six weeks. No. He's not a hundred percent. Don't any, don't let anybody fool you. He's not. So going no, to the Super Bowl, not a hundred percent. So that's no. a drawback. So, but still play has been playing great in the postseason anyway. So it doesn't look like he's getting affected too much, but they, better protect them shouldn't they mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, the uh, the tight end, of course, is Travis Kelsey. Uh, his regular yeah. season, he had 110 receptions, uh, mm-hmm. 1,338 yards, 12 touchdowns. Amazing. He's the NFL's number one tight end. Nobody's even close. No, he's not close. even close to that level of production. No. Uh, <laughs> and he's done really great in the postseason as well. He had three more touchdowns. So he's actually up to 15 touchdowns on the on the whole year. Uh, in only two postseason games, he had three touchdowns. So he's, uh, you know, just a just a major factor, of course. Uh, so Kelsey is arguably the best tight end in the last decade uh, during his nine seasons. Yeah. He is possibly the all-time best tight end to ever play the game. Mm. He, he runs exceptional routes, finds That's the holes in the D, is deceptively quick and fast. Yeah. So much so that even opposing defensive backs cannot guard him. He's right. an incredible weapon in the red zone where he and Mahomes have a, an otherworldly rapport. He is yeah. also injured, by the way, John. Yes. And almost didn't play against Cincy last week because of back issues. According to Kelsey, and this was what he said on that podcast with his brother, my back just locked up and fired up. His hmm. quote. His words. Oh, boy. So, again, another major cog in that wheel on the offense. Yeah. Injured. Running running back, rookie running back, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, in, during the regular season had 830 yards, 4.9 mm. yards per carry, and five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's been averaging even more yards per carry in the postseason of 5.5. He led the team in rushing. Uh, with 830 yards, he is a hard runner, attacks the hole, breaks tackles, has 4-3 speed to get to the edge, which I did not know yeah. until so- Daniel Jeremiah said that, actually. Really? Uh, listened to one of his videos. And he can okay. catch the ball in the screen game. And and Daniel Jeremiah mentioned that uh, that could be a key to the game to get him involved mm, more in the screen be. game. Although they have McKinnon, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he, great rookie. Just just a bundle of energy, that guy. So I just love to watch him play. He does not stop. You know, he's just very, um, just a fiery competitor. Just uh, just, just great player. Uh, then on defense, you've got defensive tackle Chris Jones. He's six foot yeah. six tall, by the way. <laughs> Big dude. <laughs> and uh, during the regular season, he had 15 and a half sacks. So I have to mention him. Uh, he had 30 yeah. solo tackles, four pass defense, and uh, two forced fumbles. So major force. Uh, yeah. And during the postseason, he's had a couple sacks as well. Usually uh, he doesn't play well in the postseason. He, I don't think he had a single sack ever. And they were mentioning that on one of the broadcasts. So um, he has two sacks so far uh, in the postseason, which is, which is great. And Chris Jones is the team's best defensive player. He is arguably the best defensive lineman in the yes. NFL. Sorry, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Uh, he is a real playmaker, yes, yeah. play wrecker, uh, tends to make big plays when yes, Casey does release him. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the other uh, person, I don't know if John knows about him, but it's Nick Bolton. Uh, he's the oh, linebacker. Sure. Okay. During the regular yeah. season, he had 180 tackles. What? Yep. Wow. 108 were solo tackles. Jeez. He had uh, two sacks and two interceptions, but man, he's a tackling machine. <laughs> so yeah. during the postseason, um, he's had uh, 20, I believe 24. I want to say it's 24 tackles. That actually might be wrong. That might be 14. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 14. Sorry. Typo. Um, yeah, okay. he's had seven solo. I think he's had 14 wow. tackles total. But usually he, yeah. he's averaging between eight and 12 tackles a game. So Oof. anyway, I had him on my fantasy team. So <laughs> I know this for a fact. Okay. So uh, Nick Bolton is typically uh, ranked in the top 10 at his position. He has uh, what some people say a nose for the football. In other words, he's always around the ball and in the right spot to make plays. He's a sure-handed tackler who is very, very good in both the run and the pass game, unlike A.J. Hawk. <laughs> so um, hey, he, he is an every-down player. Um, so, again, he's yes, very, he also very good in the pass pass game. Uh, typically, an inside linebacker like him would not be, but he is, he is right. really good and really fast, very instinctive. Mm-hmm. So 
The last person I wanted to talk about on the defensive side of the ball was Legarius Sneed. Yeah. Uh, Legarius is his name. Legarius. Um, yeah. So he had 108 tackles uh, in the cornerback position. That's a lot. <laughs> he had 75 mm -hmm. total, that's three and a half sacks, three much. interceptions, and three forced fumbles. So he's a playmaker. That's why I put him on, on this list. Yeah. He's done really well during the postseason uh, tackling. He hasn't done much else, but he was hurt. He didn't finish the AFC championship game because he had a concussion. He also has not come out of pro, uh, concussion, uh, concussion protocol yet, just to let you know. So, hmm. But he is expected to play in the Super Bowl yeah. and eventually get out of that. But as of now, he's questionable. So the Casey secondary really needs him, considering yes, four, four rookie defensive backs. Four. Oh. We're playing at the end of the game against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah. So overall, Snead is just a great all-around player, but they really mm -hmm. do need him. And so you don't want to rely on that many rookie defensive backs. So no way. Um so John, I know we're running. We have been spending a lot of time today, but I'll I'll go through some of the rankings if you want of some of Let's the go through. yeah, go through quick. Yeah, why not? Okay. Go so go the KC offense is first in points per game first in yards per game first in pass pass yards per game they're first <laughs> in dvoa which measures offensive efficiency and that's probably the key thing and that's due to andy reed so there's this metric that they have that they go through all the plays and the mm -hmm. outcomes of those plays and me it's measured against every other team and every other team that they're playing and blah 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 they're number okay. one in that category which is yeah. saying a lot they are second in red zone efficiency, uh, but they are 20th in rushing yards per game. So that is a weakness for them. So the defense uh, for KC is 16th in points. Mm. Uh, they average 21.7. There's actually not a big difference between them and even Philadelphia's defense and the points allowed per game, but it is really? they were 16th. Yeah, Philly's 20 point something. Uh, sure. So, okay. yeah, according to what I saw. But, yeah, they are actually 16th in points. They're second in sacks uh, with 55. Number one was Philly, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> by Philly. quite a bit. And so, quite and Casey was 21st in interceptions. Ooh. So they actually don't get a whole lot. So, again, their secondary is a little bit of a mm. weakness. So yes. let's talk quickly about, and this probably won't be too quickly, and John, chime in when you want to. So Casey's yeah. path to victory. Um, this is what they need to do. And John actually mentioned some of this stuff yeah. before, but right. I'm gonna about to mention it again, and then I'll go through my prediction for what I think is going to happen yeah. in the game. So here's their path to victory. The Chiefs need to keep Patrick Mahomes upright. Yeah. Philly, Philly led the NFL in sacks during the regular season by quite a large mar margin, 14 more than KC. They had 69 yeah. overall. They're linebackers. That's who they are, man. Yeah. So the Eagles' front seven has four guys with double-digit right. sacks. Yes. Four. <laughs> and so remember, Mahomes is still injured. Protect yeah. Mahomes and prevent the interceptions that the Philly secondary is good at creating. And then uh, Casey's offensive line is ranked number four mm. by pro football focus, John, just to let you know. Uh, really? Philly was number one. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Number one the entire year. Yeah. Entire worst year, start to finish, they were number one. So, and those uh, five linemen better play like it. They better play they better. like the ranked number four. You're going to get man um, the second thing is Casey has to put their own pressure on the Philly quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Remember, Hurts is still nursing a shoulder injury. Right. He's not 100%. No. With Casey's front line of Dunlap, Clark, Karloftis, who the Packers could have drafted, by the way, and Jones, uh, they can disrupt the Philly pass game. Uh, that will be a tough task yeah, with Philly's offensive line being one of the top ones, if not the yeah, top yeah, pass blocking unit in the F NFL. So they need to get that. pressure on him. The Eagles all line, again, was ranked but, number one. But here's the thing, Andy, just really quick. This is why uh, Jalen Hurts, he gets out of the pocket. He's not Mahomes and going to be throwing it down the sideline. He's going to run. 
So now that means your linebackers are going to be chasing them and the safeties are going to have to come up and try to tackle this guy, which is not easy. So that's where I think Kansas City has to be beaten by Jalen Hurts by the pass. Because, you know, with that injured shoulder, you know, it comes down to, yeah, you put pressure on him, you knock him down, that that's fine. But if you do that and there's an opening, he's gone. And he's going to get that 10, 15 yards. Why Mahomes does that and someone lands on his ankle again? Uh-oh. <laughs> like I said, now you have a problem. And now you put Mahomes in the pocket and he's a statue? Oh, boy. <laughs> that could be a long day. So that was it just one be. of my things. So, yeah. Yeah, so the third thing is uh, Kansas City co head coach Andy Reid needs to find yep. a way to continue to scheme uh, Travis Kelsey yeah. open. He's done a good job with that, actually. Yeah. Hell. And so, so Kelsey's made that, you know, he's been impactful and you, yeah. that needs to continue for in yep. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, especially with uh, Casey's two wide receivers, uh, questionable Juju Smith Schuster and Kadaris Tony are both questionable for the game. And Nicole right. Hardman, by the way, has been rolled out. So, yeah, yeah. and he's one of their top wide receivers. He's been yes, hurt yeah. a lot. He has a abdominal whatever, and he re-injured it in the last game, and he's not playing. He's out. So that means MVS so, got to step up, former Packers. MVS, right? Yeah, former Packers. Step up, buddy. And then uh, the fourth thing was the Chiefs secondary has to show up next Sunday. Those four, <laughs> yes, yes, football fans, four rookie defensive backs are going to have to Ooh. play their best against. Those uh, fabulous trio Brown, of pass man. catchers the Eagles Ooh. have. Uh, John, by the way, uh, uh, Smith and Brown each had over 1,000 yards. And yes. uh, Brown even had a really, really good season. And so they are both legit players and yes, legit talents. And then you've got Dallas Goddard, Goddard who actually is yeah. probably in the top four tight ends, but that's not saying much that's in the National football, <laughs> football League. But – yeah, and then the fifth no thing, uh, the fifth thing, it sounds cliche, but the team that wins in the trenches right, will yeah. win the Super Bowl. And John mm -hmm. mentioned that earlier, and John and I haven't hadn't even really talked about it. I had already written it down, <laughs> uh, but I really think in this case, I know it mm. sounds cliche, this really needs to happen. Kansas City has to win in the trenches. They uh, have so to. the offensive line must block the Eagles' D line. The KC defensive line must wreak havoc on the uh, Eagles offensive line. Oof. Both KC that's lines must outplay the Eagles lines. I, yep. I know that's asking that's a lot, asking and that's why I'm getting lot. to what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that being said, I don't think that all five things will happen for the Kansas City mm. Chiefs. Uh, KC has a distinct advantage at quarterback and coaching staff. Uh, staff, head coach Andy Reid, offensive coordinator uh, coordinator Eric Bieniemy, and defensive coordinator Steve yeah. uh, Spagnolo, um, Spags as they call him. Uh, however, uh, <laughs> Philly has better offensive, offensive. and defensive Five lines, pass catchers, running Five backs, and most Five importantly, a healthier roster. Yes. So I think that the score will be yeah, close, no score. but the Philadelphia Eagles will win the Super Bowl by a score of yes. 27 to 23. So, what? John, your prediction on that? Yeah. So I picked, I picked the Eagles to win. Yeah, yeah. So this is why I love you, and this is why we're like brothers. <laughs> I said 27 to 24, uh, Philly. Oh, okay. Um, I think people, I think it's going to be one of those Super Bowls similar to, and I hate to bring it up, our Super Bowl against Denver, where it was kind of back and forth. But at the end, Denver just, I don't know, I see they cheated, but let's not get into that. It's a different topic for a different day. Um, <laughs> it, it was, this is what I think. At the end of the day, it's going to be kind of slow back and forth. Or, similar to Super Bowl 32, if you remember, we came out gunning, man. We scored a touchdown right away. We were up 7 to nothing. I think it was to Antonio Freeman. And then the Broncos just came back, and they scored. And then we scored. And then they scored. 
And then it kind of settled down a little bit. Um, that's what I think is going to happen. So, Philly fans, <laughs> hopefully you'll be listening to us and you can give us a little extra love on comments and everything. Um, Kansas City fans, though, still a chance. And we love your ribs and your barbecue. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Definitely do. Yeah. So, it's been a long show, but it's our super, super bowl show. Um, I'm going to take it away. We're going to do the end of the show here. So Andy and I will keep you posted on significant Packers updates, especially in the near future with the Rogers decision. Uh, briefly, like I said, that would include the situation with Aaron Rodgers. Keep him, trade him, retire. Um, look, Raiders fans, he just won the really quickly, Andy. Didn't know if you know this, but he, Aaron Rodgers won the Pro-Am um, today uh, with his partner. So he has a nice little trophy. And then, of course, people are asking where he's going to go. And Raiders fans are all over him. We already talked this about in the previous podcast. Look, we got to get as much as we can for him. So we're not even going to really get to get into that until he decides. Uh, we'll talk about the salary cap, restructuring of contracts, free agents, and also the NFL draft. We're going to have little mini episodes coming up where Andy and I will talk about players we would like to draft. And uh, so we're really looking forward to that. So we'll be dropping some what I call mini-sodes <laughs> in the upcoming weeks, and then we'll be on as soon as we can with the Rodgers decision and then anything with free agency. So, Andy, what else do you got for us before we close the show? Yeah, so always remember, Packers fans, how truly blessed we all are. We could be cheering on the Super Bowl-deprived for four Minnesota Vikings. Uh, be mindful. <laughs> be mindful and grateful that we are all super fans of the greatest sports team of all time, your four-time Super Bowl champion, Green Bay Packers. Thank you all for listening to two old guys who love their Packers. <laughs> Thanks, Ann. I couldn't say it better myself. By the way, anything you want to talk to us about, want to bring up some topics, or you just maybe say, you guys are wrong. You guys suck. Um, <laughs> PackersBlitz80 at gmail.com. Um, you know, please send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We're also on YouTube. Hit subscribe. And, uh, you know, make some comments on there because, we, again, we love our Packer fans. So, Andy, you have a great week, and we'll talk later, buddy. Take care, John. Take care, Andy.